My name is Ramey Leroy, and I am here with Father Ignatius Mazanowski, and we're discussing his book, The Virtue of Mercy and Forgiveness, Keys to Healing a Broken Heart. And today we're going to be talking about pages 36 through 49. I think this is my favorite part so far. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, we're discussing the fifth beatitude, Blessed are the Merciful. Um, and it, it's blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. So that's hard. Like, what if I don't want to do that? <laughs> yeah, we'll join the club. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, yeah, it is hard. I think sometimes it, our feelings are telling us not to do it or, you know, the thought of doing it almost makes us sick. And sometimes that's because we're misunderstanding really what mercy and forgiveness are, which we'll talk about more later in the book. And if you, if you're misunderstanding what they are, you know, then of course you don't want to do it. Um, but once you understand more clearly what, what mercy and forgiveness are and the benefits for you really that come from being obedient to, to God and to, to Jesus's teachings, um, then it becomes uh, easier to do it you know and so i think our emotions sometimes our emotions are leading us in the right way and we can follow them other times we have to let our mind lead us in the right way to make good decisions and then our emotions will follow those good decisions um, and when it comes to practicing mercy um, a lot of times that's what it comes down to is just trusting that um that there's a lot of benefits to doing this, um, including, you know, being able to receive God's mercy and forgiveness. That's certainly an incentive, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, mercy is described by St. Leo the Great as an act by which we imitate God. And then when we are merciful, the image of God in us is expressed. What, what do you think he means by this? That sounds pretty pretty huge. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, we, God is, is always merciful. And when we ask for his mercy, um, he grants us mercy. And when we ask for forgiveness, he grants us forgiveness. And by extending mercy and forgiveness to others, we're, we're imitating him and we're imitating how he treats us. And now we're treating someone else how God would treat that person. And, you know, this is part of living the Christian life. It's part of how uh, Christian values are, are now part of our relationships. You know, how God is treating us, how um, we start to treat others in the, in the same way. And, and it also just corresponds with, with how we're made. God made us such that, um, we have a need to forgive um, when, when someone has hurt us deeply. And again, when we don't, um, there's all kinds of consequences for us um, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. So. That's interesting that you said it's, it's how we're made. So it's kind of like that pain we feel when we are not merciful or forgiving. It's like part of our nature. It's because we're going against, I guess our nature, right? Sure. And 
you know, God made us in such a way that if we extend mercy and forgiveness, then we can ask him to break any negative attachment to that person and to what they mm. said and to what they did. But if we don't extend mercy and forgiveness, then we stay attached. That's that's part of how he made us. And partly so we would be motivated to forgive and yeah. extend mercy. Like we're building um, our own prison by not, you know. Yeah, like, or we're opening the door to the prison and walking down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We have the key, right? We have the, the doorknobs on our side of the door. Right, yeah. it's unlocked, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you reflect on St. Thomas Aquinas and his understanding that justice without mercy leads to cruelty, but mercy without justice leads to excessive mercy. So can you explain what that means exactly in the two sides of this? Sure. Well, justice and mercy are important, right? So it's not one or the other. It's it's always both. And yet, if it's only justice, um, it can lead to a very, very harsh punishment, you know, of someone. Um, if it's only mercy, then it can lead to enabling someone to keep doing what they're doing because you never really get justice. They don't really get punished. Um, and that punishment is supposed to motivate them to change. And if they don't experience, you know, the consequence of their actions, that which is justice, then they they tend to just keep doing what they're doing. So um, if you go in the, to the extreme in e- either direction, and there's a problem, um, it's it's more justice with mercy that we're going for. And you know, part of the the justice in our own sin is we feel that sin. We feel that we've sinned. We feel remorse. We feel sorrow. We feel the pain of sin. God allows us to feel that um, because because we really have sinned and there's a justice in that, but also to help motivate us um, to ask for his mercy, um, which he wants to give us. This is such an important point, I think, in our culture we tend to go one way or the other you know it's either only justice no forgiveness no mercy or then it's you know too much and and like you said just enabling these bad situations to happen um and it's it's really edifying to see you know how god you know he's merciful but there is justice and i think that's part of like the natural order too right you know how you have to have both <laughs> sure that balance yeah there's justice and the justice is the consequences that you feel and that you experience well you quote and this is this is really interesting um susan annette mucho is saying that mercy must be extended to the other <laughs> whether we feel a spontaneous liking for them or not um, so that's tricky. <laughs> Why do you think mercy is it's primarily an act of the will? Right. Um, well, again, a lot of times our feelings are almost the opposite. You know, we don't even want to be close to this person. We don't want to see them again. We don't want to talk to them again. Um, we want them to suffer. You know, we project kind of anger and hatred and resentment on them and and even when we're experiencing all that 
we can still pull back from that and make a choice to be merciful. How do we do that, Father? <laughs> well, ask for help, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. It's very much, I think, part of it is very much starting with asking God for the grace and the gift um, of mercy and just asking Him to help us, give us strength, give us courage, because um, it is challenging. But it's also just, there's just this intellectual part of mm. if I can remember the good things that will happen if I do this. And if I can right. remember the bad things that will happen if I don't do this, then no matter what I'm feeling, I can still choose to do this. And in fact, over time, our feelings will follow our choices. Mm. Oh, that's um, interesting. Maybe there's a freedom too in that we don't, our emotions or feelings don't have to direct everything we're doing. Like we can choose to do something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our emotions are important, you know, God's given us our emotions, um, but we're not, we're not, um, you know, animals in the sense <laughs> that we have to follow our emotions. I mean, there's nothing stopping us from following our emotions. Um, God's also given us an intellect hmm. and a will and our, our intellect can guide our will to make choices even when our emotions are are feeling differently, you know. Right. And, and that's part of being a human being too. Mm-hmm. It's not just being emotional, but but having a mind and a, and a will. Um, and, you know, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, um, body, and soul, all your strength. And um, and hard is more the emotions, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes the mind has to overcome that. Yeah, I mean the goal is that they're gonna they would be together and working together, um, right. maybe in heaven you know, for, for <laughs> one many, day for many of us. <laughs> well, you end up going into then talking about the Lord's Prayer, um, and you mentioned that the fifth petition of the Our Father. And the fifth beatitude actually seem to parallel each other. Do you think this is an accident? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's an accident. I think I do think that the beatitudes come directly from Jesus. The Our Father mm-hmm. comes directly from Jesus. Um, he knew we would we would reflect on both. He knew what the fifth beatitude was. He knew what the fifth petition was, and and so. As the book goes on, I'm going to talk a lot about just how they're, they're really two sides of the same coin, mercy and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn about one, the easier it is to do the other. And um, and they go together and they work together. And, and so um, it's it's not a mistake, you know, that Jesus, Jesus tried to tell us that yeah. um, by, by making mercy the fifth beatitude and forgiveness the fifth petition. I like when you say we can have this confidence because it comes right from him, you know. So right, right. That's really nice. Nice to know. Yeah, and he gives us the example also exactly. in his own yeah. life. He's exactly. Always being merciful and forgiving. Well, Saint Thomas Aquinas describes perfect forgiveness and common forgiveness. So, perfect being when the offender does not directly ask to be forgiven. And common being when the offender asks you to forgive him. So 
What do you think about this distinction? I've never heard that before now. That's interesting. Well, I think it's an interesting distinction. And as I read, you know, there's there's some different things you can reflect on with that. But uh, at the same time, um, it's interesting in the in the 20th, 21st century, uh, modern psychology um, would discover what's called forgiveness therapy. Hmm. And in forgiveness therapy, they would make a distinction between forgiving and reconciling. And I think for whatever reason, he's just not making that distinction here. And maybe maybe he just didn't think of it at the time. I mean, he's he's um, teaching this hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And and yet it is a really important distinction that um, just because you're forgiving doesn't mean you have to reconcile. Mm. And sometimes you shouldn't reconcile. But there really is no reason why you shouldn't forgive yeah. um, if you understand forgiveness correctly. I mean, forgiveness is not enabling. It's not um, forgetting. You know, it's not allowing the person to hurt you again. It's just not those things. And so there really isn't a time when you shouldn't forgive. And even with the person doesn't ask for forgiveness, um, there's a lot of benefit for you to forgive. And we're going to, we're going to reflect on that more later on. in the. Yeah. Book. Everything you just said there is so important because I think, as you said in the beginning, like people have this misunderstanding of what forgiveness means. So they think, Oh, now we have to be best friends again or something, or we have to talk all the time. And, but that's not necessarily the case. So I think it's important that people realize, realize that. Yeah. It's not the case. Like a, a good example would be, um, let's say you were estranged from your father growing up, you know, your parents divorced, you didn't get to spend much time with him. Maybe when you did get to spend time with him before they divorced, it was, there was a lot of problems in that relationship with him and your mom and with him and you, and you never knew how to forgive. You got, you got older, you know, you're now you're in your twenties. You're realizing I never really forgave my father. That's having a lot of negative effects on me and then your father dies mm, right yeah and you're never going to get to talk to him again um, you're never going to get to tell him face to face at least that you forgave him but that doesn't mean you shouldn't forgive him oh in, wow yeah anyway because um to go your whole life without forgiving him is going to really really hurt you and you know there's a need to forgive yeah like you said it's just it's for you too yeah <laughs> So, well, um, if we want to be forgiven by God and if we want to be shown mercy, then we have to act first by extending forgiveness and mercy to others. So can you go into how, you know, we can apply this to our lives? Sure. Well, it's just this reciprocal nature of mm -hmm. forgiveness that we really can't just um, be asking God for forgiveness without forgiving others. And I, I try to stress that actually in confession sometimes mm -hmm. because I feel like there are people coming to confession really wanting God's mercy and forgiveness while at the same time not wanting to forgive someone else. And again, according to Jesus' teachings, that's a real problem. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're, you're blocking God's grace you're blocking what God wants to do because you're not 
you're not cooperating, you're being stubborn and you're, you know, refusing to forgive. And um, maybe sometimes we don't realize we're doing that, but once, once we start to realize it, which is part of why I wrote this book yeah, um, to help people see this more clearly, um, then you can choose to forgive. And, and then it, the great, the fullness of the grace is released for you. Like well. opening that door we were talking about and the breeze can come through both ways. You know, we can yeah. forgive, mm-hmm. he forgives us. And also going back to that, like imitation of him as well and him being expressed in what we're doing. So yeah, wow. It all kind of ties together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, can you finish us off with the prayer? Sure. Um, We'll just conclude again by praying a little bit of divine mercy prayers. Um, And so we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, an atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent but with great confidence to submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.